You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. First Kings 19, we've uh, begun in our Teens on Target live stream uh, series called Quarantined Characters in the Bible. And uh, I didn't necessarily do it to be funny, um, but I was hoping to do it to be relevant with the times that we're in and hopefully to be a blessing and maybe just maybe to capture some attention just with the title of Quarantine Characters in the Bible. Uh, the past couple of weeks, we've covered Elijah, how God told Elijah to, to hide thyself. And when uh, right after he told King Ahab that there'd be a drought uh, for, for many uh, years. And then we covered Jonah. And you say, Jonah experienced a quarantine? Yes, he did. Jonah experienced quarantine in the belly of a whale for three days and three nights. And we talked about that last week. And, and, and this week for Teens on Target, we had a Brother Jared, and what a great job he did uh, with David and Goliath and, and how we can have confidence in God. And when compared uh, to God, all the things that, that wor- we worry about in this lifetime, they appear very small. And I'm thankful for Jared and the help he's been while he's been here. Didn't know he'd be here. But uh, we're thankful for him in that uh, he was able to come back for uh, several weeks. Tonight, um, I didn't necessarily want to continue a Teens on Target series with you, but um, when I was studying uh, Elijah and his life, and, and I had mentioned in a staff chat that uh, right now he's just one of my favorite characters to look at in the Bible, and uh, I, I was looking at, at his life, and, and I really wanted to extend the, the lesson that um, I, I preached on Elijah a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, I know I wouldn't have time with about 15 minutes that we have on Wednesdays uh, to cover a, a message, but uh, God brought my attention back to it this week as pastor asked me to preach, and, and uh, with, with God's help tonight, I'd like to continue with uh, the life of Elijah. Now, uh, uh, Elijah was quarantined by God, and he went to the brook Cherith. But we often forget that Elijah experienced another quarantine later on, uh, right after a very big victory in his life. And this quarantine wasn't uh, caused by God, but yet uh, Elijah self-isolated himself, if you will. And uh, we're going to look at that quarantine tonight, and uh, let's ask God to really speak to our hearts as we apply His Word uh, to our lives today. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank You so much for Your Word. And God, even in trying times, in times where... Uh, our faith could easily be shaken. Lord, uh, help us to run to the rock that is higher than I. Lord, uh, help us, Lord, to, to realize that our foundation, our strength, our confidence is not found in us. But God, it is found in your word and it's through your power. And I pray that tonight, as uh, we can all relate to a quarantine that we've been in, God, would you use Elijah's uh, story here to speak to us, Lord, and, and that uh, you would help me to step aside and speak to our hearts tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look here at uh, verse 1. Elijah, uh, here in chapter 9, 1 Kings uh, chapter 19, verse 1. I'm going to read most of this passage, and so bear with me here. Um, The Bible says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. This is right after Elijah had that contest on Mount Carmel, uh, called fire uh, down from heaven, and uh, God was magnified there. Um, and, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword, uh, verse 2, Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. 
And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which uh, belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. Notice, he left any, any source of encouragement behind. His, his servant, he left. But he himself alone went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat un, uh, down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. He said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked uh, uh, on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. The angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Look at verse 8. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights. That's incredible. Into a whore of the mount of God. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? He said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. Verse 11, And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. Behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. The Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Ebel, I don't know how to pronounce that one, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay. And him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. And here it is, the encouragement from God. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. I'm afraid that uh, many times, and maybe in the current time that we're in, one negative effect of a quarantine where we have to isolate ourselves and a negative effect of being alone and, and being in the four walls of your house is that you can experience the same thing that Elijah, uh, Elijah experienced here. Notice, this was right after a major victory in Elijah's uh, life, how God had used Elijah, how, how that altar there, it was soaked with water, and, and he uh, dug a trench, and that trench was filled with water. Yet God's fire came down and licked up the water and even the dust and consumed that burnt offering. And God did an incredible uh, victory there, and he showed how he was the one true God. And yet after that, even though Elijah should, uh, Elijah should have had confidence, even though Elijah should have known, man, no, God, is, God is real, God is present, God is working, doing an incredible work, yet he let 
a woman named Jezebel discouraged him to the point where he ran for his life. Now, obviously, I, I think if we were to put ourselves in Elijah's shoes, we could, we could easily relate to him how maybe even after a huge victory in our life, we can still get our eyes off of God to the point to where we become so discouraged and as Jared uh, said today, let those giants get big in our side and, and put God on the back burner. And our vision can start uh, to see only the problems. And we let, uh, allow those problems in our life to dictate uh, how we feel. And we can find ourselves in the very pit that Elijah found himself as he was requesting for God to take his own life. Tonight, could I challenge us as Christians that we can get out of quarantine. And there's a way we can do it, and the way is so simple. And uh, what I'm going to share tonight is, is nothing you haven't heard before. As a matter of fact, you probably hear it uh, many times from me, many times from pastor, many times uh, just, just in preaching in general and, and, and from God's Word. But I hope tonight that the familiarity of uh, this subject tonight, it would, it would speak to us and that we wouldn't become callous to it. Tonight, how do we, how do we prevent ourselves from getting into the backslidden mode. If you could picture as, as, as we get through this, uh, this mountain climbing illustration, can you picture us as a Christian in our life, we constantly are climbing up a mountain. Now if we stop, we will begin to slide back. There's no camping. There's no camping in one position to say, okay, you know, I've reached this level of spirituality and I feel like I can just coast for a little bit on, on, on what God gave me today and, and let me just coast, maybe like Elijah did for that 40 days and 40 nights. Let's just, let's just coast a little bit in my spirituality. But we cannot camp on a mountainside, yet we will start to backslide and that's exactly how it works. We've got to constantly be moving forward and pressing toward the prize as, as we'll talk about later. Don't let, in 2020, I don't know about you, but I had some serious goals for 2020. Man, I, I had the resolutions, I had the goals, and I wanted to do this, and, and I'm being serious, even as a youth pastor, man, I was like, man, I want to do this for our teens, and I want to pray more for our teens, I want to get more involved, I, I want to do uh, this new uh, activity, I want to do this with our teens, and I, I want to see our teens, uh, you know, increase in our, our, our level of maturity and spirituality, and it's going to be a great 2020. What a year. I mean, 2020, it just sounds cool. And then uh, COVID-19 comes and, and uh, nations shut down and, and now we're uh, in this quarantine and stay-at-home orders and, and maybe you're feeling like I did that, uh, man, some of these goals that I made for myself in 2020, they are extremely non-existent. I mean, they are just gone. And uh, we can find ourselves in that situation and allow maybe that failure to make us feel depressed and discouraged. So why do we backslide? Why do we have this struggle of losing sight of God and, and seeing all these problems come up around us and get so fearful? Well, I, I do believe it's a loss of freshness that comes from walking with God. And we've got to stay so close to God uh, even more now than we've ever been. When we are all alone. When, when we don't have that uh, weekly encouragement that we can be together as a church family in the house of God several times a week. Now we're, we have to resort to meeting online. We got to make sure that we still have a freshness that comes from walking with God. Maybe Christians backslide because you forget what God has done in your life. 
Could it be that Elijah easily forgot that major victory on Mount Carmel simply because there was a new problem called Jezebel? Maybe Christians backslide because they're fooled by the voices of this world. I spoke with uh, our, our FCA students uh, through Facebook, and I think it's on YouTube and Instagram as well. But I, I spoke to them about the voices that we can hear, the voices of the world and the voice of God. And I use the same passage, how the still small voice was God. And everything else that, that seemed, man, that must be God. And man, that's distracting. And wow, an earthquake. And wow, a fire. It can easily demand our attention, but God was not in those things. He was in that still small voice. And I think Elijah learned that it wasn't the loud and demanding occurrences that God was in, but it was that still small voice. So how do we get out of this quarantine? How do we cover, uh, recover from quarantine ourselves? And, and uh, here, uh, Elijah, um, as it was pretty self-inflicted uh, here, how do, how do we get back from this backslidden mode of, of running and, and hiding for ourselves and not trusting God? Well, number one, I believe that we must get a grip. We must get a grip. Have you ever heard anyone say to you or to someone else, get a grip, get a grip. It's okay, don't, don't lose it. We can easily lose our focus, and that's really what I mean by getting a grip is we lose our focus on the one who is in control of everything. An easy illustration would be found in Matthew 14. We have Peter who's uh, walking on water as he's asked Jesus if he could come out and join him there uh, on the Sea of Galilee. And, uh, and, and here we have Peter, the only other person that I, that, that I can uh, remember that walked on water besides Jesus. And, and Peter is there walking, and he's looking and going toward Jesus, but then the Bible says that he got distracted by the winds and, and the waves, and he began to sink. Let's not be distracted. Let's not lose our grip. It's kind of hard to get a grip on water, but yet Peter was able to do it with God's help. And now Peter lost focus and began to sink. Let's not sink like Peter did. Let's keep our focus. Hebrews 12, uh, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. Let's keep our eyes on the one who's bigger than any, any obstacle, any problem that we have. You know, in, uh, in tackling drills in football, it does help if you don't have your sneakers on. It helps if you have a pair of cleats on to get a grip. And we've got to make sure that, that we put our spiritual cleats on when it comes to getting a grip and getting out of this quarantine. We've got to get a grip. Number two, not only must we get a grip, but number two, we must grease the gears that grind. Triple G there. Grease the gears that grind. You know what I think of when, when, when I think of grinding gears that need to be greased? I think of WD-40. Man, it just works magic. It, it, it takes care of the squeakiness. It, it, uh, it loosens things up. It's an amazing uh, oil. It's a, an amazing grease. It's kind of like, uh, I've had this experience before. I love basketball, and those who uh, know me a little bit know that my favorite sport is basketball. And so uh, when you go long periods of time without shooting a basketball, and you go to shoot it again, in your mind you think, man, I have got this. Man, I, just like I, I make all those threes, you know, a year ago, man, I can do it again. And uh, you think in your mind you've got that form right and everything, and all of a sudden you shoot, and it's like way off, air ball. And, and that's exactly how, how it is when we don't put things to practice and, and constantly be working on it. Man, we, we think in our minds, no, I, I can get back to it easy. But it doesn't prove as easy as, as you thought it was. We've, we've got to add some grease to the gears that are grinding 
Uh, I remember uh, uh, of some grinding joints that I had experienced as uh, Grace and I uh, traveled from California to North Carolina on a road trip in our Toyota Corolla. And uh, this, this Toyota Corolla was special because this specific Toyota Corolla, which we still have and still works great, this specific car does not have cruise control. And so... I remember very vividly how it felt as we traveled across the nation as you have to constantly have your foot on the pedal. As you get out at the stops, you feel that you definitely have to get out and stretch your kneecaps because, you know, rigor mortis is setting in and it's getting tough. And we've got to make sure that with our spiritual lives that we are constantly exercising the muscles, exercising and moving the joints that we need spiritually. Say, Brother Nathan, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about Psalm 51 and verse 10. As David uh, asked, had this prayer, may we have this prayer as well. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We need to get back to the basics of Christianity. In basketball, we have the fundamentals of basketball. That's dribbling. That's shooting. That's passing. That's playing simple defense. And, and uh, the, the basics are so simple to grasp, but you're not going to be good at them if you don't practice them. And so the, the same thing is true with the Christian life. And here it is with the simplicity of the message. Here it is with the things that you hear all the time, but can we apply it and can we work on it? I'm talking about Bible reading. As a Christian, we have constantly and daily be in the Word of God. We've got to get this food, this spiritual food that will help us to stay uh, mobile as a Christian. We've got to read the Bible. It's so important. Our spiritual fuel comes from reading God's Word. But yet it's so easy to get out of the habit. So easy to say, oh, you know what, man, it's, it's getting late and I didn't read my Bible. So easy to say, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll read twice in the morning, you know, I'll be all right, you know. And then the next day comes and the next day comes and soon you find yourself, man, I don't, I don't really remember the last time I picked up my Bible. So easy to get out of it and then you feel like, oh man, I, I, I can get back into it, it's not that hard. It is hard. Well, when you stop doing something, and you break the habit of, of what you should be doing as a Christian, it's easy. It is so easy to, to lose uh, that, that, that ability to get into the Word of God so easily as it was before. We've got to do it even when you don't want to. Another basic of the Christian life, you guessed it, prayer. Man, a, a fundamental a block in our Christian uh, living, as, as faith in Christ, we must have a relationship with Christ. We must talk to God. Prayer brings the power and protection of God on our lives. Work on praying. Maybe as you get up in the, in the morning, say, God, would you work in my life today? Would you guide me? Would you help me to be surrendered to what you'd have for me? Uh, we just read, if you're following the Bible uh, reading schedule, we just read in 1 Chronicles the other day, in chapter 4 and verse 10, there's a man that literally only two verses uh, uh, bring, uh, mention this man in the Bible, and that's, that's all we know about him. But in verse 10, it says, Jabez, he was more honorable in, in verse 9 than all his brethren. And it says, And Jabez, in verse 10, called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may uh, not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. I wonder for us as Christians in, in, your, in your life right now, if God were to mention you in the Bible, 
What would you be known for? What would, you, what would be mentioned about you? I tell you what, I, I really desire to be like a Jabez. Man, will God mention of me, maybe in heaven one day, that I was a prayer warrior? God, that God would, would mention of me that, that I stayed faithful to him, that I stay uh, close to him and have a relationship with him. Jabez challenges me so much. Man, that, that, literally, that's all that, that is described about Jabez. It's his prayer. And may we as Christians be known as prayer warriors. May we as Christians be known for talking with God. Another basic Bible reading, prayer. And the third is church. Church. Church gives the encouragement, the fellowship, the edification and worship that every Christian needs. Yes, you can have a relationship with God. You can walk with God on your own and you should. But we need that edification of the saints. We need that encouragement from fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we don't have it like we haven't had it, it becomes to the point where I hope, and I've talked to many that were like this, man, I just can't wait to get back into church. I can't wait to, to be in that auditorium again. I can't wait to see so-and-so. I can't wait to, uh, to, 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 to be together as a church family again. But I think the other, opposite of, uh, the, the other side of the coin is true, where maybe it might be a danger for you that now it's, it's been so long since you've actually been in a service. And not, not even by your own choosing. It's not your fault. But now maybe you've just gotten out of the habit. And maybe that might be a gear that you're going to have to get working again real soon. Don't fall out of church. Man, stay faithful to God. Stay faithful to church. And I'm thankful that you can join us on live stream. I'm thankful that you can join us in the parking lot. And I'm thankful that we have a, now a huge tent that is set up outside of our church. And as we transition to get back to normal again, could we as Christians, and if you're watching tonight, let's stay faithful and let, let's, let's be a part of those outdoor services. And let's not let the spirit of fear overcome us, but let's just trust God that he will work and that he will do a work in our lives and as a church and in our community. Isn't it amazing that God has given us an opportunity uh, to, to be able to host the, the baccalaureate service for Roanoke Graphics High School? Man, what a privilege it is that we can do that in this time. And let's not take advantage of the opportunities that God gives us, but let's, let's go for it and, and, and let's stay faithful to Him. My last point, and we'll be done this evening. Not only, uh, let me go back here because I just forgot. Not only must we get a grip, we must also grease the gears that grind. And then my last point is we must go toward the goal. We must keep moving, just like we're on that mountain. We, we can't stop. We can't ser uh, stop serving God. We can't stop reading our Bible. We can't stop praying. We can't stop going to church, uh, even though we, we, we can't currently right now, but, but we can. We're, we're starting to get there. We must go toward the goal. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Could I encourage you as a Christian, if you're going to recover from this quarantine, if you're going to see yourself get out of this quarantine, you must move. You must go toward the goal that, that Christ has given to us. We must press toward the prize of the high calling of, Christ Jesus, of God in Christ Jesus. Let's not let the weights of our past bring us down. We've got to cut the weights and press forward. 
If you aren't moving forward, as I mentioned, you're backsliding. Start going forward and accomplishing what God has instructed each and every one of us to do. If God finds us in a similar place that Elijah was in, maybe God is asking you the question tonight, what are you doing here? Why why are you here? And may we be able to answer God back with our actions and that we would start going toward the goal. May we start pressing forward. May we get a grip. May we grease the gears. May we go toward the goal and stay faithful to God because he has been so faithful to us. Elijah challenges me, and I hope he's challenged you as well, and God has challenged you with Elijah's life. Yes, this quarantine that Elijah faced, it was self-inflicted. And Elijah got afraid, and he got to the pits of depression to where he even asked God to take his own life. But we can get out of that mess. We can get out of that quarantine. And that's by simply trusting God, getting a grip, greasing the gears, and going toward the goal. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.